Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, I'm thrilled that we're speaking with Arden Moore. Arden is the pet health and safety coach. She happily wears many collars in the world. She's a radio show host, author, professional speaker, editor, media consultant, dog cat behavior consultant, and master pet first aid instructor. Arden, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Hey, big paws up, Stacy. I'm thrilled you're with us today. It's so wonderful to have you, a fellow podcaster. So first and foremost, before we jump into all of the other questions from one podcaster to another, please share with us the uh, podcast that you have and what's it like being a podcaster? Well, the show is called Oh Behave. It is on the Pet Life Radio Network, and I've been doing this for 11 years, so I'm one of the first pet podcasters. We are fortunate that we have over half a million listeners, so they're not all my relatives. Yay. (laughs) And somebody named Oprah for the last two years has selected the Oh Behave show as one of her top three favorite pet podcasts. You know what, Stacey? I'm still waiting for a car. There's been no car. I haven't even gotten a litter box. (laughs) You don't get a car, but we'll give you accolades. Yay. So if you just go to PetLifeRadio.com, like your show, people can cherry pick and tune into anything. We've had Betty White on, Jennifer Aniston, Jackson Galaxy, a lot of different folks. So I enjoy it. I was a reporter and editor at a major newspaper for 20 years. And this is just a natural transition because I get like you to interview some of the coolest people on the planet. Yeah, it's really wonderful. I feel like I learn something new every day or at every interview. And I guess that's what the process is like when you're out there being a reporter, doing a beat. But I never thought I would be in this environment. But I just love learning. And I love hearing so much about what people are doing, what's the cutting edge programs that are out there. It's really quite fascinating. And you've gotten involved in quite a few programs. I've heard you mention that you're very active in cat first aid and also fear free. Those are two programs programs that interest me a lot and it seemed to be interesting to you. Would you like to share what you're doing in those areas? Yeah, sure. When I first got into the pet field about 20 years ago, it was mainly about doing things regarding behavior and health. And I felt like there's a huge piece of the pie missing and that was safety. So I've been fortunate. I've been teaching pet first aid for about nine years now. I've taken a number of programs. And like you, I'm both a student and a teacher. I'm always learning new things. Well, I've been able to team up with about a dozen stellar veterinarians who are on my advisory program for pet first aid for you. And I'm now a master certified instructor but we customized the classes. So recently there was the Academy Conference in Dulles, Virginia. I brought pet safety cat Casey. He's an orange tabby. And we taught hands-on vet approved cat first aid CPR to about 30 attendees and they want me to come back. So a lot of folks in the DC Beltway are digging that. And it made me feel good because it shows that there's this huge need out there. How do you wrangle an injured cat? What are you looking for? How do you be a pet detective? And how do you actually do CPR and rescue breathing on a cat? So that's number one. I love that part. And the second part is that I love being able to still write and be able to do a podcast. So I'm working on my brain cells, I hope. 
That's for sure. (laughs) Tell me a little bit more specifically. So Casey is your cat. You brought him to the academy. And what does Casey do while you're doing your CPR training? I mean, he's not your dummy, is he? I mean, I'm thinking about like in CPR (laughs) training in high school, you know, where you have the dummy there. He's not your dummy, but he's just sitting there watching you do the stuff. Or what does Casey do? Well, first of all, you would never call a cat a dummy, right, guys? <laughs> Second, no, he's my teaching partner. So in our class, Casey is purring while we show people the proper hand placement to do chest compressions and rescue breathing, how to fix a broken leg, a bloody leg. We do a head-to-tail wellness assessment. So we're poking and prodding my cat as he's purring, looking at everything from his eyes and his mouth down to the, the back end. And so he's very much part of it. And I think hands-on is the way to go. I'm blessed because Casey has never met a stranger or a strange place. I've worked with him since I adopted him when he was about four months old from the San Diego Humane Society. And he's also a certified therapy cat. So with love on a leash. So he and I with my dog, who's also a therapy dog, Kona, we go to Brookdale Memory Care Centers a couple times a month. We call it the Brookdale Buddies. And here's Casey coming in in a stroller, wearing a cowboy hat. He walks on a leash. He sits, he stays, he jumps up, touches paws. We also go to places like the Critter Camps at the SPCA of Texas. My cat works hard and he plays hard. And so, yeah, he's not just sitting there being, you know, a hairy piece of furniture. He's very much part of the teaching. When I do pet behavior talks, he's with me when we're doing cat wrangling. If I could do it on a side, it was hilarious. We were at a cat writers conference and a very renowned veterinary behaviorist, Dr. Deborah Horowitz, was giving a talk. Casey and I were set to talk next. He's sitting next to me on the table with his little outfit. And she asked a question across the room. Wouldn't you agree with that, Casey? My cat answers questions. So he went, no, 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 no. And then at night we had the Cat Writers Award Ceremony and I was the MC with Casey. He was wearing a bow tie. He would give a nose kiss to every woman who won. And he did a high paw to every dude that won an award on the podium. Wow. That's quite impressive. He's a very special cat, but you are of the mind that many cats can do some of the things that Casey does. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I guess I always felt that there's so much potential in cats. My first cat was Corky and he would swim in our backyard lake with our dogs. I didn't think anything of it. He came when I called him. And I think there's a lot of folks out there listening to your show that have these cats that really, really want to learn and they want to do. And I'm a big fan of doing anything we can to enrich our cats. Work that noodle. They can't do crossword puzzles. They don't got thumbs. But, you know, we can use targeting or clicker training and they can do cool things in the house. And you know what? Then they go to sleep and they had a full day. And so my mission is to let people know you got a really amazing being there in your house who purrs and let's work as noodle. That's great. That's great. Can you share with folks a little bit about Fear Free and what that all is? We covered a little bit about Fear Free in our online behavior day, but not everybody was able to tune in to that training day. So maybe to share here, and we have had Dr. Marty Becker on the show, but it was a couple years ago. So folks are interested in checking out his show. That was about two years ago. You can just search for it on communitycatspodcast.com. But for maybe some of our newer listeners, what is Fear Free? Fear Free is all about being able to reduce FAS. That stands for fear, anxiety, and stress in all kinds of circumstances, in your home, in the car, at the veterinary, 
with a pet sitter at a boarding facility. Yes, Dr. Marty Becker, he's the guy that created the program. I'm very blessed because I have completed all the tracks. And listeners, the newest one is for shelters, and that one is free. So I urge you to go to fearfreepets.com to check out how to do that. But I'm also on their speaker bureau. I'm one of their national speakers. And one of the things that I could just throw out at you is you need to know that with cats who are in pain or scared, they have four Fs that they can choose. They can fidget, they can freeze, they can flee, or uh uh-oh, they can fight. So this whole training is ways that we can use towel wrapping and do not scruff and bring on the treats and other ways to reduce that feeling of uh uh-oh in the cat and the person so that you can handle them better and they get better care. So I've drank the Kool-Aid, I'm on board. That's great. And I think it's really changing the dynamic in so many veterinary practices out there, not just the feline only ones, but the combination practices too. Yeah. I mean, you go to a vet clinic now that's fear free and your cat gets to be on a cushioned platform on the exam table instead of that cold steel table. And they're using products like Feel Away, the synthetic feline pheromones, and they got little treats and they're letting the cat be examined inside a carrier. I really hope people, the best thing to do is to treat your cat to a top loading carrier and put the towel in there when you put them in because they got a hidey hole with that towel. It smells like them. They got their own kitty cooties and it's a safe barrier for the vet staff to be able to do a better exam and treatment on your cat. So in our little chat that we had before we hit the record button, you had mentioned something called Fetch Find. What is that? <laughs> Fetch Find is an online educational platform. It's just fetchfind.com. And they were catering to dogs with all their education training. And they reached out to me. So I have created the entire curriculum on feline fundamentals. So we're representing cats quite well now on this. So it's a great resource for pet professionals. And to learn a little bit more, there's some videos and there's also some quizzes and things like that. So it's a great way to learn about all things CAT. What would you do if your cat stopped breathing? Would you be able to check their pulse or perform rescue breathing and CPR in time to save their life? Getting certified in cat first aid and CPR is essential to being prepared in case of an emergency. That's why the Animal Rescue Professionals Association teamed up with Denise Fleck the Pet Safety Crusader, to bring you the courses and certifications you need to be prepared. Their Cat First Aid and CPR course will teach you what you need to know about how to find your cat's pulse and respiration rates and how to conduct rescue breathing and CPCR if required. You'll also learn how to deal with other emergencies like bleeding injuries, choking, and bee stings so you can render the aid your pet requires. And if you enter the code COMMUNITYCATS, you'll receive 20% off. Learn more at www.animalrescueprofessionals.org and get certified today. Say goodbye to scooping. Say hello to a better litter box. Introducing Kitty Sift, the eco-friendly, waterproof litter box made of recycled cardboard. Just lift, sift, and reuse. See it on Amazon or go to kittysift.com and use coupon code PODCAST for 15% off. 
it seems like the information is just increasing exponentially out there in terms of really being able to create a better or more comfortable environment for cats. Do you feel that there's this large change happening? There's the clicker training. There's, you know, so many different approaches with regards to the overall comfort of cats. I just feel like there's so many different things coming out in all different directions. Well, you think about it with cats through the centuries, they've been loved and loathed. And right now we're in a love fest with cats. (laughs) And from people like Tony Buffington from Ohio State, who started the Indoor Cat Initiative, and people like Jackson Galaxy, my cat from hell. Now, look, there's a lot of millennials who dig cats. And we all know there's more cats in households than dogs. But I I really give a pause up to the millennials because they're seeing how cool their cats are. And I think social media and cats in sinks and all these other things, there are more things that are really championing cats. They can be indoors and have a full life. And I think it's kind of a good time to be a cat. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, we've talked about the indoor cats, but I have to ask you, Arden, what are your thoughts around community cats? Well, I can tell you Baxter is one of our community cats that we feed in our neighborhood here in Dallas. And he is one of the last of an older gentleman who had a bunch of cats. And my spouse, Julie, and a couple neighbors, at one time there were 17 of them, and she got them all spayed, neutered, and tipped. And one of the cats is in our house, and that's Mikey, who's 14 years old. And I do think that there is a good campaign for community cats. You know, I work with people like the Peggy Adams Rescue League, and Paul Bates and West Palm Beach and others. I think the neighborhood people are starting to get educated, realizing these aren't crazy bird-killing four-leggers. These are actually members of the community that by circumstances, giving them food and being able to treat them and trap them to be able to get their needed vaccinations, you know, they deserve to be on our planet just as we do. The one thing that I find that's interesting is we have this very hard balancing act going on now between our social media relationships and our physical relationships with our own community neighbors. And we develop friendships on social media, but yet we need to develop friendships with our neighbors to be able to work together to help the local cat colony. And sometimes we're a little bit more isolated than we may need to be in order to understand, well, I'm feeding these cats and the person around the corner is feeding the cats, but we don't talk to each other. So we don't know that information. So the cats really form a bridge in our communities and helping us better meet our friends and our neighbors. I agree. I mean, I moved to my neighborhood about three years ago and the next door post, if you will, there's a lot of kindness about community cats and education. So new people coming into our neighborhood know, you know, this person is the one to go to if you want to drop off some quality food or other things for the community cats. And there's some savvy cats out there that know how to work all of us to get extra food. But the importance of not leaving just food out because you're setting yourself for success. Cats, I see say wear invisible leash watches, they know when feeding time is, whether they're indoor or community cats. Baxter comes right at five o'clock in the morning and five o'clock at night, and he's ready to go. But when he gets done eating, we pick up the bowl. So I do think I'm a very optimistic person that I feel like more talking about the cat that you see walking by and educating your neighbor, oh, that's so-and-so, he's been spayed or neutered and ear-tipped and got his needed vaccinations, and he's a kitty that prefers to be outside. And, you know, if you want to help out, here's some things you can do. I do agree with that. 
So you mentioned the word kindness. So with kindness comes kittens and kids in my mind. And <laughs> so that's sort of my package there. Nice, I'm, nice I'm, transition. <laughs> I'm thrilled to say that you'll be at the online kitten conference on Friday night, June 14th. So if folks are interested in hearing more from Arden, you can go to onlinekittenconference.com and check that out. But also with the conversation around kids, that's a really important topic for you. And you've even written a book or two on kids and cats and animals? <laughs> well, I've written over two dozen cat and dog books, so I have very strong typing fingers, but I am over the moon. My next book that just came out is called A Kid's Guide to Cats, and it was produced by my publisher, Storybooks. And what I love about it is it's very playful, has DIY. I actually asked kids all over the country questions and had my veterinarian friends answer, so the kids are in it. We teach them some safety tips, some how to deal with chores like cleaning a litter box, all that fun stuff. But throughout the pages of the book, giving them a little more catness is pet safety cat Casey in sidebars. So he has a lot to say to the kids. There are next generation and we can get them off on the right paw when you're able to teach them the proper way to hang out with a cat. One of my favorite sections is we teach kids how to be a poopologist. So they love that too. <laughs> I'll have to have my son read the section on how to clean the litter box because that's the job he <laughs> least likes. And he's 16 years old. So he's yeah. moving out of the kiddom world. And so I keep telling him he needs to agree to scoop a litter box by the time he's 18. So it seems like an easy, easy ploy, but not so much with him. But you were just talking about traveling with Casey and yes. you have a new addition, too, that <laughs> yeah, I think happened. So you ended up traveling to the Academy Conference with one, and I think you ended up coming home with two, maybe. So maybe share a story about that. Well, a good friend of mine is Samantha Martin. We've been friends for a long time. And she, of course, is the renowned animal trainer that heads the amazing acrocats that go all around the country. These are shelter cats, cats from the streets, even a groundhog, some rats and other critters. And she uses clicker and targeting. And she raises money for different shelters and nonprofits and wherever she goes. Well, she pulled me aside at the Academy Conference and she says, Arden, I got a situation here. And I go, what's that? And she said, look at that kitten over there. And it's an orange tabby. And I said, yeah, he's really cute. She said, well, he was found in a dumpster in Georgia, which sounds like the start of a country song, covered in fleas. And he was bathed twice. And his color was so rust color, we named him Rusty. And then he went to an incubator. And then I realized, dang it, he is super smart and super social. But we already have a pair of two-year-old orange tabbies already in our show. I just don't want him going to any old home and sitting around on a couch and being brain dead. I was wondering, wondering if you would adopt him. I'm like, oh no. So I called my wife and I said, I think I might be bringing home an orange tabby. And she said, good, I get to plant the two trees I want in the backyard. I go, deal. <laughs> so fortunately, flying back with me is Dusty Rainbow, who's an amazing cat author and behavior expert. So she and I were riding together in the same row. So I got the money to get the ticket for Rusty to fly home with us as her carry-on. And I had Casey as my carry-on. And I now have a seven-month-old kitten. But this is not any ordinary kitten. This is a pre-trained kitten who for three weeks in December was performing with the amazing Acrocats in New Orleans. 
and Samantha would be on stage, the kitten would be in the audience, she would blow a special whistle, and that cat would run down the aisle, jump up on stage and sit up for her, jump through a hoop. I mean, he's amazing targeting a clicker. So I have a pre-trained kitten who's now been, I call my KIT, kitten in training. And he's now been with me when I take Kona and Casey to our veterinary approved pet first aid classes. And we're doing one-handed CPR, not the full thrust. Don't get scared, everybody on him, giving him a head to tail. He's getting used to having everything touched. He's rocking it for kittens everywhere. Quite impressive. So he is really going to be a pro soon. Casey better watch out. (laughs) Well, he's got a bro now. There's a bromance going on. They like each other very much. And that was good. I was very careful on how I introduced Rusty to Casey, to our former community cat, Mikey, to our big dog, Bujo and Kona and One-Eyed Mort. And so he now has charmed every one of them. Wow, that's great. If folks are interested in finding out more information about all of the work you're doing, Arden, how would they do that? Just go look at bathroom walls. My name's there. Just kidding. (laughs) I always wanted to say that. No, if you go to ardenmore.com, it'll usher you to all the other sites like Pet First Aid for You, The Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio and more. So just dash over to ardenmore.com or on Facebook, Arden Moore. I don't do politics, religion, or snarking. It's a safe zone. So go check out what the antics of Kona, Casey, and now Rusty are doing. Wow, that's awesome. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Just be kind to your cats. And I say that real men love cats, but they always have to give a funny name to it. My brother's cat's name was Logger. Another guy's name, his cat Ratchet. I don't know what the deal is, but that's fine with me. But I think cats really make us better humans. And if you could, please, guys, enrich their lives learn about fear-free pets, and please take a pet first aid class. It's one of the best gifts you could ever give your feline friend. Arden, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my show, and I hope we'll have you on again in the future. And I look forward to seeing you again in June at the online kitten conference. And that will be a fun Friday evening. And listeners, please consider sharing this podcast with others. The more people who get to hear the Community Cats podcast, the better. Arden, thanks again for being on the show. Hey, thank you very much, Stacy. You rock. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. Wow.